In the beginning, there was a boy and his van, a pigeon with a strange accent, and a fly. An owl also made an appearance. This was the start of Cavancast. And here we are, twelve weeks later, still chilling, bruh. Hello, and welcome to Cavancast. It's very windy. Oh, but we are still bringing the vibes. It is all good. By the way, the reason I started the episode like that is because the first word of today is origin. For anyone who doesn't know how it works around here, is I use a random word generator to generate five random words and then talk about whatever comes to mind. Some of it valuable, a smidgen, but still some, most of it just chatting, just chatting, no real point except to chill and vibe to whatever you are doing over there. So yeah, the first word is origin. I like beginnings. Like I said, I like beginnings. I do. I like the feeling of something bubbling. I love a spark. I do love a good spark, me. Um, I think so often the beginnings of things are forgotten. Uh, which, you know, it's good to focus on the present. But don't forget your roots. You feel me? That, um, that idea to create to innovate and to bring something to life is a magical thing, a very magical thing. And so with that, what is the origin of the whoopee cushion? <laughs> and uh, if you don't know, a whoopee cushion or a whoopee cushion is a practical joke device involving flatulence humor, which produces a noise resembling human flatulence. It has also been referred to as a farting bag, pooting cushion, windy blaster, who calls it a windy blaster, and raspberry cushion. Oh, he's got a windy blaster. I've never heard it called a windy blaster, but yeah, a whoopee cushion is just something that you make people sit on without them knowing, and it makes a fart sound. Simple things by simple minds for simple fun. Much like this podcast, Cast and a whoopee cushion have a lot in common. The whoopee cushion has reportedly been used since ancient times. Roman Emperor Elagabalus, Elagabalus was sent was said to enjoy practical jokes at his dinner parties, often placed whoopee cushions under the chairs of his more pompous guests, mate, Elagabalus hard trolling. The 10th century Aglabid, Aglabid, Alabid, Emir of Iphrygia, Zayadat Allah III, I'm wow, cool. I chose to jump straight in with the pronunciation. 
challenges today. Um, apologize if apologies if I get any of those wrong. Um, so, Ziadat Allah third is said to have enjoyed hiding inflated animal bladders under the cushions of his palace for unsuspecting guests to sit on. The modern rubber version was invented in the 1930s by the J.E.M. Rubber Company of Toronto, Ontario, 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 Canada, by employees who were experimenting with scrap sheets of rubber. The company's owner approached Samuel Sorensen Adams, inventor of numerous practical jokes and owner of S.S. Adams Co., with a newly invented item. However, Adams thought that it was too vulgar and would never sell. <laughs> J.E.M. then offered the idea to the Johnson Smith Company, which sold it with great success. Adams later released its own version, calling it the Raspberry Cushion. Ah, that's it. Jumping on the bandwagon after you realize the genius. I find it kind of nihilistically hilarious that it doesn't matter whether you're inventing a fart device or a light bulb or, you know, a building. Um, it's still the same process. The same things are happening in the brain. It's all just science and creativity. However, it is all obsolete if you think about it, because no matter how original you think the idea you come up with is, the Simpsons has already done it. So that takes the pressure off a little bit. So I just typed origin of into Google to see what comes up. And we have the origin of chess, the origin of surnames, the origin of Black Friday, and the origin of Halloween. Right. Well, we've done Halloween, haven't we? And I've screwed up the pronunciation around that subject enough for a lifetime. So we'll leave that one out, I think. Uh, but the origin of chess, the earliest form of the game that's now called chess can be dated back to India in the sixth century. Like the modern game, this predecessor called Chaturanga. Isn't that like yoga? Uh, was played on an 8x8 eight eight grid and featured pieces generally similar to those of modern chess. From Persia, the game passed into the Arab world. Hmm. It is believed by many that the term Black Friday derives from the concept that businesses operate at a financial loss or are in the red until the day after Thanksgiving when massive sales finally allow them to turn a profit or put them in the black. However, this is untrue. A more accurate explanation of the term dates back to the early 1960s when police officers in Philadelphia began using the phrase Black Friday to describe the chaos that resulted when large numbers of suburban tourists came into the city to begin their holiday shopping and, in some years, attend Saturday's annual Army-Navy football game. 
The huge crowds created a headache for the police who worked longer shifts than usual as they dealt with traffic jams, accidents, shoplifting, and other issues. And the origin of surnames. Examples of surnames are documented in the 11th century by the barons of England. Surnames began as a way of identifying a certain aspect of that individual, such as by trade, father's name, location of birth, or physical features. It was not until the 15th century that surnames were used to denote inheritance. Hmm. There you go. Some fun origin facts for you. The next word is storm, very interestingly. Um, very interesting that this word has randomly, I'm doing quotation marks, randomly been generated here considering the storm that we've just had. Uh, so as I said last week, I am currently in Scotland and have been for the last few days. And whilst I've been here, a dynamite gal named Arwen showed up in the form of a big ass storm. This storm not only nearly blew me and Halen away up into the highlands, but also completely knocked out the power in the place I was staying for like two days and then it snowed and do you know what part of it was kind of nice going back to basics and all that to be honest it wasn't far off how I live in the van anyway oh dehumidifier. it's a dehumidifier yeah I'm recording. Say hello. Oh, hello. No, say hello. Oh, sorry. Hello. <laughs> the chill Thank you. Vibes. The chill vibes. Hello. I hope everybody's doing well. Say hear that? I'm going to take the wind out of the van now. Ooh. Everybody brace your ears for the slam. <gasps> Don't worry. Don't worry. I sorted it out. My friend just dropped off a dehumidifier. Yay. Time to absorb the hell out of some moisture. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I was, I was saying that. Um, yeah, part of having no power and stuff was kind of nice because it was kind of how I live in the van, and now I have something else for the van. Yay! I'm very grateful for the for the friends that I have. I have very few friends, actually, like very few real friends and I, I like it that way. Um like I don't talk to people much. When I do, like I really do and I really enjoy it. But um yeah, I, I like having I like having very few friends. Anyway, uh yeah, storm storms So we just had like no internet and no TV and no hot water or anything. And so we just all played board games in candlelight and blankets and all smelled kind of funny because we had no showers. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm kind of grateful for it. 
It'd be interesting to know what the definition of storm actually is because you, you get so many variations, don't you? Um, like sandstorms, snowstorms, thunderstorms, hailstorms. So I guess, well, I guess it would just be like weather on a mad thing. Um, I'm pretty sure Merriam-Webster doesn't say that, but um, a violent disturbance of the atmosphere with strong winds and usually rain, thunder, lightning or snow. Oh, well, there we go then. A violent disturbance. A violent disturbance. So that's why a while after eating really spicy food, you can say, oh, there's a storm brewing. Because that's, uh, that's a type of violent disturbance, I guess. Oh, dear. Um, the other definitions, the other definitions are a tumultuous reaction, an uproar, or controversy, um, or to suddenly attack and capture a building or other place by means of force. I really love thunderstorms though, I really do. I get the fear, I totally understand it, but I, I love nothing more than running down the street during a massive storm with like torrential rain. Um, not the biggest fan of the, the the absolute chaos that can ensue because of it, uh, but in the moment, at, at, you know, the present moment and the concept, uh, solid, solid. Just sheer power, sheer power and flexing. It really is nature just flexing, isn't it? How like how is lightning not nature being just like, bruh, check this out. Yeah, I did that. That's badass. Damn. All the clouds like, yo, that's sick. Cool. Um, carrying on. <laughs> Speaking of checking out nature flexing. Aquariums. Next word, by the way. Very cool. As long as they are treating the water beasts good then fine carry on I, but i don't know how common that is you know like after seeing finding dory i'm a bit like ah. if a fish is just like yo what up i'm just chilling with my fans and then someone's like yo come to this aquarium bro and the fish is like nah i'm chill and the dude's like i wasn't asking then that's kind of dodge, isn't it? Not really about that, to be honest. I don't really know too much about it, so I'm not going to go deep. Get it? Because the ocean. Um, but yeah, not not totally rocking with that, to be honest. Especially when the um, especially when the animals are like ridiculously smart as well. Like you might hear pheasants, by the way. Um, you get some crazy videos of people having connections with marine life, don't you? Like dolphins enjoying music. I think there is a video of that, like, oh no, wait, no, 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 wrong, wrong image in my head. It's a dude playing violin for a beluga whale, I think, and it's really enjoying it. I think it's having a really good time. Belugas love a vibe, man. They really do. 
But then you got to be like, is he chill with being there in a tank? I don't really know. I think what's cool are the ones you get like underwater, like under the sea, like they're just tunnels under the sea and you can just see everything just chilling. They have like restaurants underwater there as well, don't they? Tunnels, restaurants. You know what? We should all just move underwater. Should we do that? Should we should, should we see what the housing market is like in Atlantis? You know, just give it a go. See how we feel. If we don't like it, a year's lease, six months lease, we can just come back onto land. But, you know, 75% of the earth, it's got to be some decent real estate. I don't know what the neighbors are like. So, hmm. Can you imagine if we were like looking for a place to live, just having a look around or like, or, or you know, if dudes were like looking for like nice, pretty, colorful fish to put in their cute little aquarium and then all of a sudden they just run into like some mythical underwater beast, like what's a mythical underwater beast? The Kraken or Cthulhu, Cthulhu. Um, what if what if it was actually really easy to catch? Like they just catch it in a net and then they get it into the friggin' like sea life center or something in London. And you just get to feed the Kraken shrimp. Shrimp. I don't know. This is a very strange analogy. I don't know where my mind is going. I don't know why I'm even talking about it. I was very bad at um, looking after fish. I should not be talking about this at all. Um, I wasn't very good at it. I was a very irresponsible child. And uh, to be fair, my mum wasn't very good at it either. Um, the cat stole the fish straight out of the tank, just nabbed it. And uh, my mum saw it happen and went to chase the cat. The cat ran. And as it was running, it dropped the fish. And uh, my mum didn't see that bit happen. And then uh, as she was running after the cat, well, she got to the fish first. And uh, it happens. It was an accident. She stepped on the fish, by the way, if you didn't get that. Um, it was an accident. That's what I was told anyway. Um, moment of silence for the fish, please. And let's carry on. Um, I'm sorry if my voice is weird today, by the way, like the cold and the altitude and I don't know what's going on, but it's, I think it's messing with my voice a little bit. I'm very dehydrated as well. Um, might be fine. I have no idea, but <clears throat> I can feel it. I can feel it in my, I'm going to say I can feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Absolute tune. Um, speaking of uh, mythical creatures, uh, that's the next word. Myth. Ha, what are the chances? I just bit my tongue. I bit my tongue. No. Uh, um, what a coincidence. Uh, myths. Myths. A myth. A traditional story especially one concerning the early history of a people, or explaining a natural or social phenomenon and typically involving supernatural beings or events, or 
a widely held but false belief or idea. Oh, wait, oh, hang on, this is interesting. There are four basic theories of myth. Those theories are the rational myth theory, functional myth theory, structural myth theory, and the psychological myth theory. The rational myth theory states that myths were created to explain natural events and forces. Functional myths are what you call the kinds of myths that were created as a type of social control. The third myth theory is the structural myth theory. This theory says that myths were patterned after human mind and human nature. And the psychological myth theory is the fourth myth theory, which states that myths are based on human emotion. This is all courtesy of researchpapers.com, by the way. The rational myth theory states that myths were made to better understand natural events and forces that occurred in the everyday lives of people. Or, like pens and needles in my toes. This theory also explains that the gods and goddesses controlled all of these happenings of nature. It's easier, isn't it? Just, how did that happen? I don't know, probably some dude who knows what's going on, who controls it. Examples of this type of myth are creation myths from different cultures. Creation myths explain how man was created and explain what the gods and goddesses used and what actions they took to create humans. Like the whole like Legend of Zelda thing that there were three goddesses and one created the uh, one created the land, one created uh, the water and the seas and the oceans and the sky. And the other one created like all living things. I think that was right. And um, I believed that for ages. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. These myths also tell what substances were used, if any, in order for man to exist. <laughs> what substances were used? Yeah, everyone was just jacked up on class A's <laughs> to create life. The existence of man seems to be a natural event, but creation myths give other explanations. Huh. Fair enough. Functional myths. The functional myth theory talks about how myths were used to teach morality and social behavior. It states that myths told about what types of things should and shouldn't be done, and the consequences for those wrongdoings. Does that sentence make sense? It states that myths, oh, <clears throat> it states that myths told, the myths told about what told as in the doing word, um, about what types of things should and shouldn't be done and the consequences for those wrongdoings. It does make sense. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, the functional myth theory also states that myths were created for social control and served the function of ensuring stability in a society. A story about a tribe who rebelled against the great serpent Deji is a good example of the functional myth. This story is about a tribe who learned many skills from their great serpent god Deji and then became Deji's workers and servants. 
two chiefs of this tribe were sick of working for him and tried to defeat him. They were too weak for Deji. Instead of winning their freedom, they were killed in a great flood caused by Deji. This myth is trying to say that you should not be lazy, because if you are, then you will regret it. Don't know where the voice came from, but we move. Uh, I think it's Deji, by the way. D-E-G-E-I. Deji. Deje. Sorry, it might have been Deje. I'm the Great Serpent. Deje. Um, structural myths are said to be myths based on human emotion. These types of myths show the two sides of the human mind the good side and the bad side. They show the divided self and the duality of human nature. Myths about Hercules show how the human mind can be both good and bad. Hercules did both good and bad things. One of the bad things he did in Jason and the Argonauts, he stole a brooch bin from the treasure chamber of the god Talos. This sin caused his friend to be killed. Hercules knew that his friend was killed because of his sin, so to make up for it, he vowed to stay on the island until his friend was found. I love how this was written. Like, it's from researchpapers.com, but it's written like trying to make up the word count. Hercules did both good and bad things. One of the bad things he did was, uh, in Jason and the Argonauts, he stole a brooch pin from the treasure chamber of the god Talos. This sin caused his friend to be killed. Hercules knew that his friend was killed because of it. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. The psychological myth. The psychological myth theory states how myths are based on human emotion and that they come from the human subconscious mind. Cultures all around the world had similar fears fears, fears, questions, and wishes, which to them were unexplainable. That, that is the reason that psychological myths were made, and that is why there are archetypes shared between cultures. I kind of, I agree with this. I've thought about this quite a bit. Um, archetypes are general forms and characters used by all cultures. Some archetypes found between cultures are having a sky's sky god, having a sky god, Zeus and Oleron, a sea god, Poseidon and Olacon, Olacon, and an agricultural god, Orisha Oko and Demeter. It's not far off the Zelda thing, I guess. These archetypes are examples of how people think alike when it comes to things that are to them mysteries and fears yeah i mean it, it's all like the the how how we where are we from why are we here where did this all come from type thing i get it i get it they're all just questions that want answers i think the fun is in the wondering personally you get to come up with all these stories and it's like is that one true well maybe i don't know could be wouldn't it be cool if it was rather than it's definitely this do you know yeah definitely can you prove it no but we're gonna you know we're gonna do a lot because of this like just wonder just have fun wondering man that's the the spice of life could be could not be 
who gives a um biscuit who gives a flying biscuit uh the last word is walk which is also a very good pantera song uh i suppose it's a pretty good thing to do for your mind and body as well you go on a walk and you go for a wander go for a wander ah ah um i've known i've known multiple people in my life actually who who i haven't seen in ages and then run into them figuratively not literally <laughs> i haven't seen them in ages they haven't seen me in ages but i'm always there waiting to run into them and pounce anyway um yeah i run into them and they 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 look really alive and and well and full and um yeah multiple times when i've asked them about it uh they're just like i just walk like a lot like everywhere like miles people are like oh yeah i go on i go on like 5 mile walks or 10 mile walks and it makes sense because you just walk, it's what your body was designed to do like you'll feel great because that's that's what we are made for right um yeah i i mean i'm not going to sit here and be like here's why walking is good for you uh it gets the blood pumping it exercises it lowers the risk of heart disease everybody knows that man it's just good it's just a good thing to do the best things in life are free and all that good stuff i might actually go for a walk now because it's been snowing i might go walk the dog um yeah it was very unexpected this morning i it'd been snowing overnight and um i opened the van door and just it was just white everywhere that was a first time thing i haven't had a first time thing in a long time um so like a first time thing nature wise in you know in in my home land the on the british isles you know what i mean no and you get me you get me it was nice snow outside the van was nice um anyway i hope you're feeling a bit more chill uh than when we first started this was a kind of an educational one it was leaning towards that side i think some are waffly some are educationally no they're not some are educational and uh yeah it's the spice of life um if you want more variety in content you can find that on my patreon at www.patreon.com/cavankingston and all my socials are cavan kingston as well uh sweet cool man i'll speak to you soon uh take care of yourself